0: hey guys abel here and in this episode i will bring you the second chapter of this little booklet that i wrote and will be published soon alongside with my blog and the booklet will probably be called laws of sustainable fitness partially inspired by jordan peterson's book 12 rules for life Uh, but i'm still to be citing upon that one but anyway this one is on diet satisfaction and i think this concept is one of those that is often misunderstood in fitness circles And we tend to mischaracterize it, and I think that nailing this one down or grasping it properly is really one of the keys for having a sustainable journey in fitness, I would say. And sort of the main underlying message that I want to get across to you here is that your diet is something that you should be satisfied from. It's not something that you should feel full from, but not enjoy. And it's also not something that you should not get full from, but really enjoy and just exist in this chronic limbo of food focus and trying to prevent yourself from overeating. No, your diet is something where you're looking forward to eating your meals. You enjoy every bite of them. And when you you get up from the table, you feel good and non-deprived. You know, not understanding this concept is typically presented to me in a couple of ways. Um, one of the more common things that I hear from people who come to me with issues related to overeating, compulsive eating or binging is that, yeah, I know I should be eating for physiological reasons as opposed to emotional reasons, but I always slide back. And, you know, within these same conversations, the concept of food is fuel or I should be eating for fuel also comes up, um, Now, going forward, what I also see with these guys is that they are trying to sort out their relationship with food and they make these big sort of mental commitments. And one of them is that they will only eat when they really are hungry. And the other one is that they will put together these really bland meals. And then at one point they break and then they start putting together these super tasty meals and the time spending preparing meals gets longer and longer. And either they will still try to walk this tightrope for a while, or they will already kind of throw in the towel saying that, okay, I failed my plan already, so screw this, and they start binging again. And then at the complete opposite end, of course, we will have the hardcore, if it your macros people, who are just trying to show a middle finger to the clean eating sort of dogmas out there, and they start putting together the most palatable foods, Uh, with the least amount of calories and every meal basically turns into a race of how special of a culinary experience they can construct out of poverty macros basically. And I do think that there is a balance to hit. So, um, So yeah, let's talk about this. And maybe let's talk for a second about the concept of food is fuel and that you should never do anything for the pure enjoyment of the food and all things should always be about the physiological needs. You know, in general, it's Undeniable that on the whole, there should be a balance between physiological needs and what you're providing to your body. And I don't need to tell you that on the whole, an imbalance between these two is what creates problems with weight management in our society, like obesity, epidemic, and the like. In a hypothetical scenario, when someone is always in tune with what his or her body needs in terms of calories, protein, and fat, this harmony would yield a healthy, lean body. And then the more we are prioritizing, psychological needs to the expense of physiological needs the greater the imbalance becomes now when it comes to the sustainability aspect of things we need to be mindful of the fact that making our fitness endeavors sustainable we don't just need to concern ourselves with physiological optimality but also with realities of life so eating the amount of calories protein and fat that is needed to run your body for your waking hours enable you to reproduce and not be malnourished is physiological optimality. The other facts about eating, such as that food happens to be enjoyable and is a source of pleasure and is the few things in life where we can choose how much of this pleasure we titrate into our lives, Or that we also happen to have an entire culture, which really is the culture of the human race, structured around food, because almost every single celebration, holiday, and just event where we gather as people is structured around food and drink. And simply that food has properties which make us feel good, not just in terms of fullness, right? A piece of chicken with cucumbers will make my stomach full, perhaps, but A fruit salad will make me feel subjectively happier (laughs) once I'm done eating it. And these are not related to physiological needs, but are just realities of life. And this is sort of true in any endeavor. For example, when you're putting together a schedule for yourself, one component of putting together that schedule is to simply look at the hours you have available in the day. That part of it is a math equation. The other components of making a schedule, such as the fact that your energy levels fluctuate throughout the day, your levels of motivation fluctuate during the day, that after sitting in the office for eight hours, you're just typically not as inspired to do creative work as when you've just been awake for two hours and had a strong cup of coffee. These are just uh, realities of life. And of course, there's always the odd individual who actually is able to live his or her life solely based on needs and more or less independently from the other aspects, which for other people are realities of life. You know, maybe for Gary Vee, getting enough things done in the day solely comes down to having enough hours in the day. And for the guy who has no issues being 7% body fat year round, food really is only for fuel. But for most of us, managing this comes down to finding balance for the most part. Because you can look at most things in life which cause you pleasure, be it, I don't know, food or alcohol or sex or even exercise. And there's typically a slight discrepancy between short-term pleasure and long-term benefits which I guess is not exactly news for any of you I mean if you never have any foresight for the future with anything you do but always just look at what's going to be pleasurable in the moment then you run into trouble in the long term but there is also a kind of dose response with things that are pleasurable or even beneficial for example exercise if you do a couple of hours of lifting per week That will make you feel good during your workouts. You will have all these cool endorphins rushing through your body. And it will even benefit you in the long term. Your body will be stronger, healthier, etc. But if you do way too much of it, you're just going to get overtrained or get injured. Sex, another example. It's obviously pleasurable. And if you do it regularly, you will even be healthier. Uh, As far as I know, it's good for prostate health, for example. And certainly you will be mentally healthier. But if you're busting it to internet porn several hours a day you may run into trouble and over time, you may be a little less interested in real-life partners, to put it nicely. So point is the same thing with food. If you have meals and you eat a good, nutritious, healthy diet that you enjoy and make you feel good, that will A, be obviously enjoyable, B, it will actually help you to sustain your healthy diet in the long term. Now if you venture too far into trying to make your diet extremely enjoyable, then over time the power of hyperpalatable foods may trap you and you may have a really hard time controlling your calorie intake and we all know where that leads. So there is a dose-response relationship here too. Now the question then of course is how much should we enjoy our diets? And to finally get to the point, the key missing piece here is diet satisfaction, which is different from satiety. Because you can be satiated from a meal, but still feel deprived once you're done with eating. Example again being plain salad with chicken. It's also different from food enjoyment. Because you can enjoy a meal a lot, but you can still feel deprived after finishing it. Example being a small cup of ice cream. And of course, an added component here, which I should add, is the ability for your diet and your meals to help you get to your goals because you may be able to eat enough ice cream so that you can actually get satiated, which then would take both the satiety and the enjoyment components, but then of course it racks up so many calories that it would make it really difficult for you to adhere to your caloric needs and progress towards your goals. So to me, that's what diet satisfaction is. And when we're able to nail this down, the end result is actually pretty simple. And that is, we're able to eat foods that we like, And we're also able to eat as much of it as we want, leave the table feeling satisfied, not spending the majority of our waking hours thinking about when the next meal will be, and still be able to progress towards our body composition goals. Now, for some of you listening, this might be harder than for other people, because unfortunately, the byproduct of our modern food environment is that the foods we like simply don't make this possible. It's easier to do this if you developed an appreciation for foods with decent energy density and nutritional content and the good news is is that you absolutely do have control over this and you can essentially make yourself like and enjoy a healthy diet but this is actually the topic of the next part of this series where I'll be talking about taking care of your food preferences but for now just understand that food is not just for fuel it is also for enjoyment and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that as long as we are able to strike a balance and for the most part Your meals should not only make you full, but should also make you satisfied. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a comment and subscribe if you watch this on YouTube. If you listen to this on iTunes, please leave a rating to help this stuff grow. SoundCloud and Podbeam, you can just follow me to be notified on future episodes and to be a contributing member of this podcast. Join the Sustainable Self-Development Facebook group where you can drop ideas about future podcasts. I very often ask my listeners for tips and advice on who to to get on next. So if you're interested in getting into discussions like that, be sure to join the Facebook group. And if you don't want to go through the searching process, just click one of those links in the show notes slash video description. It is all there. All right. Thanks for hanging around up until now and see you next time.